Hello and welcome to Revitalize. Perspire, inspire, expire. Revitalize is daily encouragement for modern Christian women, sponsored by Teaching Mums Limited, an executive coaching company for mums by mums. Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. This is your personal invitation on how to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. Now this personal invitation has been taken from the Joyce Meyer Everyday Life Bible. All verses used will be amplified, the amplified version, unless otherwise stated. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and forgiving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10, 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognising his power, authority and majesty as God and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I'm so grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in my new life with you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me for the first time, then I'd love to say to you, welcome to the family, sweetheart. Um, This is, apart from getting married and having children and um, following your dream and deciding to step out on your own, this is the best decision and the most important decision you will ever make. Um, And I want to welcome you and celebrate you for this personal commitment that you have made in hidden places. May the Lord bless you and multiply you and increase you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Um, Practical things. Join your local online church. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, join your local online church. Read your Bible every day. Download apps with scripture and protect your salvation with your life. Tell other people how wonderful the Lord is. And of course, if you have prayer requests, you can get in touch with me, lulu at teachingmums.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to pray for you. It's so accessible and even easier now than it was six months ago. Good for you. And continue to believe that you are perfectly loved just the way that you are now. morning and welcome to Revitalize. We're beginning a brand new series. We're beginning a mini series on seeking God. 
this series will be episodes of about six parts really exciting and it's really important at this time to consider and reflect on how we seek God in the face of this pandemic on the back of this pandemic and moving away from traditional church services so I will pray and then share the verses with you that we will be using and looking at today. Father, our understanding of our circumstances is sometimes incredibly limited, but your love for us is limitless. And I ask you now, Holy Spirit, to encourage me as I encourage others, strengthen me as I strengthen others, and help me as I extend your help to others through your word and through encouragement in your word. Have your perfect way in me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so please excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold. Um, hay fever season has begun. Um, my symptoms are really similar to the common cold, but they are, um, yeah, it's hay fever. So if my voice sounds a little bit muffled, that's, that's why. Um, so the first script we'll be looking at today We'll always start in the Old Testament, and I am using the Everyday Life Bible, the Amplified Version, Notes and Commentary by Joyce Meyer. Two scriptures today, both in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 4, verse 29, and then 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. Now, just a little bit of background. So the entire Bible is um, a, a perfect, and I use, I'll explain to you why I use that word, a perfect recount of what God has been doing through humanity from the beginning of time. And when I say perfect, I don't mean perfect people. I mean perfect in that there's no situation that you will you will ever face that isn't documented in biblical history. Now, um, there is some argument surrounding why weren't all of the accounts or recounts recorded in the Bible why were parts taken out? Why are there other points in history not recorded in the Bible? You know, the Bible is not historical fiction, okay? You can um, tally lots of events in the Bible with history, especially regarding Noah's Ark, um, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much evidence, scientific and historical evidence to support um, what people consider as allegory. Um, I don't consider the Bible an allegory. I consider the Bible as um, complete truth, and truth is described as the highest form of reality. Now, I mentioned in my earlier earlier shows, my previous shows, that I don't consider myself to be a theologian. I did study theology for five years, and it was a big wake up call because I suddenly realised that um, knowing the Bible isn't isn't enough. You have to believe it. Okay, you have to believe it because it's a book of faith. You have to want um, the relationship with, with God. You have to want it. And no amount of theology or thesis or discourse, <coughs> excuse me, discourse is going to make God love you more or less because God has already proven his ultimate love and sacrifice for us by giving us Jesus. And the Bible is our daily support 
in this walk we call life and he wants to walk with us and he wants to help us which is why he allowed um, human beings to produce a book which is a direct reflection of his heart for his people it's in exactly the same way when um sorry that was my <laughs> that was my wireless speaker in the same way that um when I become, you know, a, a great, great grandmother, I would love to leave some um, legacy for my great, great grandchildren, a book or a letter, um, advice on marriage and, and raising a family and faith. This is what God has done for us. He has given us an entire book, an entire book split into two parts on how to not just survive, but to experience life with him, to live side by side with him, to survive, to build a family, to build a home, to build a business, to build a marriage successfully. This is what I believe the Bible is. Um, and I say this to you because looking at Deuteronomy, I had my own quiet time before um, the show this morning and looking at Chronicles, um, the book of Deuteronomy is a full account of how people did and did not choose to seek God. Chronicles is an account, a detailed account of how people did and did not choose to seek God. So in this series, I really want to start unpackaging and unpicking what does seeking God mean. Now, for millions of us, Seeking God was a Sunday morning for two hours or Sunday afternoon or evening for two hours. And now more than ever, seeking God means being in his presence daily. That, that was what it was always supposed to mean. God desired from the beginning of time to walk in the call of day with man and, and woman the way he did with Adam and Eve. But because of sin and destruction and, um, and, and death and many other things, um, we have been separated from the presence of God. But Jesus came back to restore that relationship so that we could be one with God, so that we can be in his presence daily. So that is the foundation on which I'm going to build these precepts and share with you. It's so important to me to just make it 100% clear my, on my, you know, my, my standpoint, and I will always stand by this, that the Holy Spirit is um, my guide and my God, and I don't presume to be the leading voice on the word of God. I am a voice and the authority that I have has been given to me by God. And I will share that with you and encourage you. Do your research, do your homework, girls, read your Bible, pray and ask the Lord to show himself to you through his word. So let's listen to this. This is Deuteronomy 4 verse 29. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. Now, let me tell you what came before this. Um, the Lord has delivered the Israelites and the Hebrew people from captivity and they're walking in the wilderness and he's healed them from diseases. He's provided food for them. He's um, been with them day and night. And Moses is encouraging them, don't build idols. You know, the law has been written, the commandments have been given. Don't build idols. Do not covet. Do not be jealous. So he's talking to the people of God about how to live and walk with God. And then it comes to this. But from there, 
you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. And if you search for him with all your heart and all your soul. So after we've done all the things that God doesn't like and all the things that cause destruction, God still urges us through um, his servant Moses to, um, to seek him. And it says, if we seek him, we will find him. And if we search for him, with all our heart and all our soul. Seeking God is a a conscious and active decision to um, not just look for God, but to spend time and enjoy with him. You know, um, I know lots of you that are listening are, are married people. And, you know, in marriage, you have to be intentional about everything. Nothing in marriage just happens. It doesn't. You have to make time. Even if you know your spouse will be home for dinner at seven, call. Hi, how are you? How's your day? And and it can be difficult. People are working or um, caregiving. Some families, the dad is at home with the young children. Mum is out working. Other families, mum is the, you know, the main caregiver and dad is working. We have to be intentional in our married lives. We have to be intentional with our children. Ask your children, how are you? well, mum, dad, I don't really want to talk about it. Well, that's fine, but I have to ask. And in the same way, we have to pursue God. Father, what do you want from me? This morning, I um, I spent time alone with, with God. And I said, Father, what is it you want from me in this situation? Now, um, I'm in a really challenging situation at the moment, and it's breaking me. And, uh, and I've asked God for strength. And I've just said, what, what do you want from me? And God has just asked me to to be forgiving and um, and to be humble and to to just trust Him to bring me through to the other side. I have to actively seek God for my strength. God is my Father and has provided all things for me pertaining to godliness to enjoy the life I have. But as I'm in a relationship with Him, a permanent, eternal relationship with God, I have to be intentional about seeking God. So I go to God. Now, some of you might think, well, you can't see God. How can you go to him? In the same way, you would go to your spouse or you would go into your child's room. You might check up on your newborn baby during the night if they're sleeping in another bedroom. You go to them. You can go on your knees. You can you can lay flat. You can sit down in your chair. You can have a cup of tea. Call on the Lord. He's your father. Father, I've come. I've come to meet with you what would you like to talk to me about? Father, can I share my heart with you? Father, can I tell you that what this person did really burnt me? What this person did has really broken me? Be honest with God, because it says in the word, seek, seek, let's look at the verbs here. Seek, um, find, search. They're very intentional. They're very, very deliberate things. Seeking and finding and searching involves your active involvement. And it says if we do those things with all our heart and our soul, you know, we will find him. And going to God with all your heart and your soul doesn't mean you don't love anybody else or that you're not attached to anybody else. It just means he's your number one priority. And I make it my business to speak to God every day as soon as I wake up before I go to bed. In fact, there's an ongoing dialogue throughout the whole day. And even on the days where I do feel low, because I don't think being a Christian um, makes you exempt from feeling low, it does mean you have support and strength 
so that your lowest day with God is still better than your best day in, in the world with the enemy, you know, I strongly encourage you, just seek God, be honest, pour your heart out. Maybe you're not grieving. Maybe you are in a state of ecstasy because something wonderful has happened to you. You can share that with the Lord. Going to, to, going to God, to seek God with your heart and soul just means you are telling God everything. I mean, he knows. Remember, God is all-knowing, all-wise, all-seeing, no time constraints, um, no distance in glory, knows the future, knows the past, created you in your mother's womb. He knows everything. But in the same way your husband may know everything about you, there's something beautiful about going to spend the time and say, look, I'm so sad about this and it's going to take me a long time to recover. You can go to the Lord. And in fact, the Bible does say, you know, in Isaiah 54, that the Lord is our, you know, our husband. And the, the word husband actually means gardener. And if you think of a gardener, a garden, a gardener um, prunes, he trims, he digs up soil, plants, all these things. So God is our caregiver, ultimate caregiver and caretaker. And if you're a mummy, you know what that means. You're nursing, you might be expressing milk, you are um, weaning, potty training, doing hair, um, providing meals. Um, if you've been homeschooling, you're doing, you know, no school run and providing three meals a day. Um, you may be cooking for your spouse, or if you have elderly parents cooking for your parents, there's so many ways in which women um, provide care. And, you know, fathers do the same. They're out there working. Some of the dads are working. Some dads are working from home, providing, um, doing all sorts of things to um, give care in the way, you know, the wonderful way that men do to their families. So if you imagine a human being in a limited capacity can love you know, almost unconditionally, how much more God. And so going to him with your heart and your soul is a great benefit for us, but it also blesses him. And seeking God, searching for God and finding God is a great, great, great privilege that we have each day. So I'd really encourage you, read over that verse, put all the things behind you that you know God doesn't like, and start the day by seeking him and enjoying time in his presence. That's the privilege that we have by being in Christ. And let's go on to the next verse, which is Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. Um, I'll read from 13, so the context is a little bit clearer. And remember what I said about the, the Bible. It's a detailed recount of how people lived with God, experience God's goodness, God's wrath, and um, counsel for us in this generation of how to understand the heart and the mind of God. Okay? In the Old Testament, through the prophets, and in the New Testament, through Christ. Verse 13, if I shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or if I command locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence, and plague among my people, verse 14, this is ours, and my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, and seek, crave, require as a necessity my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, and forgive their sin, and heal their land, 
Now, those of you who know my background will know that I'm um, a teacher. I used to be a teacher. I taught for a long time. Um, I worked in education for almost 20 years with little children, with babies, teenagers, some adults, primary school. And um, one of my favourite lessons to teach was English and languages. And the reason is, is because, you know, most of the world is, is English speaking. And I say that because... Um, we watch TV in English, we listen to music in English, we um, work in English, and I'm not saying other languages are not available, but it's a, it's a widely spoken language as is French and Spanish and German and many other languages. And so when I have children coming from another country or working with families whose first language is not English, I do not take for granted that they may not understand what I'm saying, not because they're not educated, because not being able to speak English doesn't mean you're not educated. It just means that the barrier is the language. And so when I look at the Bible, I really love to think about the point of some of the language used. And here there are lots of verbs. And, you know, verbs are doing words and God requires action from us. So let's break this down. In verse 14, let's look at the verb. Um, called, pray, seek, crave, require, turn hear, forgive, and heal. It's incredible. So God is prepared to do all of these things, but we have to do our part. So God has called us. That's the first one. He's asking, oh, humble, that I missed that one. That's the next one. He's called us. He wants us to humble ourselves. He wants us to pray, seek, crave, and require, turn from our sins. He will hear, forgive, and heal. So God is prepared to do all of those things and he doesn't need much from us. He wants our willingness to turn from our sins and he will do all the things that he promised he will do. God is an eternal covenant keeping God. He's never broken a promise. He's never broken a promise. In marriage, we, we go into covenant and promise to love and to hold and cherish, forsaking all else for the one that we have publicly professed to love and it's the same with the Lord I was baptized when I was 18 and it was a very public ceremony everybody that I knew came and I said to people before my friends from school family members this is the God that I serve and I went into that water and I came out of the water and that was my public declaration to the world that actually I want to seek God all the days of my life that was my promise to God. And God's promises to me, promise to me was that if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, I would be saved. And he kept his promise. I am saved. But moving away from my initial salvation and onto lifelong sanctification, building a life of holiness to become more like God, that's really where the work is. And God requires me daily to humble myself, to pray, to seek, to crave, to require, to turn away from my sins, and then he will hear me from heaven, forgive my sin and heal my land. That land could be my home, it could be my body, it could be my possessions, it could be my country, it could be my, my nation, you know, it could be my people in, in Ghana, um, it could be Britain, the people I've grown up with, it could be the world. God is prepared to do wonders just because he loves us but we are also in a covenant relationship with him where we are required to seek him as a necessity, it says in the Amplified. 
Uh, now, I really want to encourage you today. Maybe you feel like you are too busy to spend the time with God that you feel that you need to. And I would challenge you on this. Let's say um, God called us home tonight. What would be the most important thing for you to do today? Would it be to work? Would it be to um, spend time with your family? Would it be to get to know God properly before you meet him in heaven? That's how I want you to call the day. Now, the most important thing to me right now is for you to hear the gospel and hear the truth and hear the word of God directly from the Bible. So that when God calls me home, I've asked him to give me 130 years. When God calls me home, I want to be able to say to him, I had 25 minutes each day and this is what I did with the word. And I want God to say to me, Lou, I'm so proud of you, girl. And you did exactly what I wanted you to do with what you had. So I encourage you, spend that time with the Lord. Five minutes, one minute, as much time as you would spend talking on the phone to your best friend or to your husband or to your parents or to your children. As much time as you'd spend nursing or breastfeeding or expressing. Build up your resolve and try and move from five minutes to ten minutes. It doesn't have to be an isolated event. Your father loves you and he is one with you in Christ. Have an ongoing dialogue throughout the day. I wash up um, quite a lot at home and um, my kitchen sink is where I will do a lot of my thinking and praying and crying. And I've always done that. You know, when I became a mum at 19, God really encouraged me that, um, you know, he would never give me a pulpit or an altar. And I revel in that because he said to me, you know, my kitchen sink and where I stand each day to think. And if um, I have an opportunity to wash up or to clean or to cook, he says to me, this home that I've given to you, your family, this is your pulpit. And I want you to treat it as such. And I haven't always been able to do that properly, but I do take great pride in my home and knowing that God dwells with us here and that conversation with the Lord is all day. It doesn't have to be five times a day or 10 times a day or isolated to a prayer time. I am challenging you to talk to God the whole day. It's been so wonderful to share with you. Let's pray um, let me encourage you and I'll be with you again tomorrow for Seeking God Part 2. Father, you are my friend and my king. And I thank you for this time, for this privilege to speak your word. Thank you for this opportunity to do the things that cannot be done without your strength. You are available to all who are listening and I'm asking you on their behalf to help them to continue to desire to seek you. And thank you that when they seek you, they will find you. Thank you that as they humble themselves to pray, you will heal their land, forgive them. Father, establish these women as mighty, mighty pillars in their homes. In Jesus' matchless name, amen.
Okay, everyone, that's all from me today on Revitalize. Inspire, perspire, expire. It's been so wonderful to um, have you listening in. Thank you for your time. If you haven't already done so, visit teachingmums.com to find out all the things that Teaching Mums is doing right now and leave a review. Leaving a review means that more and more women and families like yours are able to hear this message, this encouragement. I'm available on all the platforms where podcasts are shown and aired um, and it's wonderful to um, to have you with me on this journey. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.